Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is sponsored by Hammock. Hammock is the social media platform for hostels, connecting you with other travelers nearby. Download now on the App Store, Google Play, or click the link located in the episode's description, www.hammockapp.com. Well, I've just been getting consumed by the, the growing of the hostel group, and then now with your questions, I'm starting to go back as to you know, who I'm doing it for and why I'm doing it. All right. Welcome to the Hostel Homies podcast. I'm here with Hayden Jeregi, the CEO of the Hostel Group. We're going to find out what the Hostel Group is, why he made it, and the traveling he did beforehand to inspire him to do it. So Hayden, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing excellent, man. Doing excellent. You're out in uh, Hawaii right now, correct? Yeah, currently uh, living in Maui. Been here for about three years now. So can we get a, just a quick background on what your experience is with traveling and backpacking? Yeah, definitely. Before I ever backpacked, I hadn't really left the Southern California um, bubble mm-hmm. and grew up playing sports. So the extent as to my travel was maybe a little road trip to Vegas or Arizona, maybe with some travel baseball when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then it, it wasn't until my college roommate, sophomore year, started to plant the idea in my head of studying abroad. Where we ended up going was London, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was a good gateway country yeah, for, sure. for an American. One is going to be the language, and two is going to be, uh, there's a little bit of similarities between the UK and uh, the United States. Absolutely. So how long were you studying abroad for? So our study abroad program was the spring semester. So we were over there for about five months. And then I extended my uh, visa for uh, an additional month. So that way I can go backpack and travel um, solo um, and take advantage of the fact that I was out there. Awesome. So what were some of the first cities you went to from London? From London, I branched out to different parts of the UK, mm-hmm. seeing Cardiff in Wales, going up north to Edinburgh in Scotland. And once you're in London, you just start to realize the accessibility of the neighboring countries and how affordable travel is. And mm-hmm. that, that really excited me when I started shopping for plane rides. And one of the first trips I went to was Barcelona in Spain. Oh, yeah. And when I went to Spain, I've always had this idea of trying to get closer to my family name because my family name comes from the Spanish region. And there was a little bit of wanting to see Spain, but also trying to come a little bit more in touch with the family name. I'm assuming, were you staying in uh, hostels after you left studying abroad? Yeah, I I stayed at hostels all over. And... One great thing about my travel experience was 
because I was on a budget, I was taking actually a lot of long distance bus rides. Mm -hmm. And one of the advantages of taking a bus ride is that a bus can take you straight to the heart of the city, whereas a plane takes you to an airport. Um, What was really exciting is when I was studying abroad, I met a lot of uh, common friends from my university. And Mm -hmm. when we did some traveling, we stayed at hostels together. And what's nice about staying in, in a hostel is there's different categories of rooms you can get. So the three of us, we actually ended up getting a private room in a hostel. Mm -hmm. So that way we felt secure um, because it was our first time staying in a hostel. And we had all those preconceived notions as to what a hostel could be. Mm -hmm. And after we stayed at our first hostel, that's when it really opened up our mind and we were addicted to staying at hostels all over. Yeah, how long did it take after you got back from traveling to start the hostel group? It took about two years, I would say, to start the hostel group after I got back from my travels. Mm -hmm. I had done some jobs in the hotel industry that helped connect me to people from all over the world. And I always knew that after I studied abroad, I always wanted to be involved in the industry. And my last year of college, I ended up flying to London for a hostel conference And as I was there, I was meeting people in the industry, whether it be investors, hostel operators, or online travel agents. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal of being over there was just to take in the industry and see what was going on and just to stay updated on it. And one thing that I took back from that conference was that there was a need for more direct bookings. So many hostels around the world get their primary booking through third-party websites, which is okay. It's just the third-party websites do take a commission. So it's in a way, it's just like a necessary burden on the hostel, I would say. And these other groups are are companies like Hostel World and Booking.com? Correct, yeah. And when I talk about these uh, websites, there's no negative, I would say, about the websites in regards to how I feel because mm-hmm. I... I use these websites myself, and they're necessary to get people in the doors of the hostels, which helps support the hostels. Mm -hmm. What I created with the hostel group is just an alternative form for people to connect with the hostel. One of the main differences with the hostel group is as you soak in the information of the hostel in the region you're researching, you then get directed to the website of the hostel, which is very important because that way all of your payment goes to the hostel direct. So you're taking the highest ranked hostels already so people can kind of skip the search and find the best ones in in a specific city. Correct, yeah. We're trying to create the, the brand that puts Booking Direct first as our primary goal. Mm-hmm. Second, we only list hostels on our website that have high rankings on those other websites. So you already know when you visit our website, you're not being fooled into a website that's just paying more to be ranked higher potentially on another website. You're just looking at our website and you're seeing top quality hostels that have been reviewed hundreds of times by people all over the world. Awesome. Got you. A lot of people who listen to this podcast, especially with a name like Hostel Homies and with a company name like The Hostel Group, 
it makes it seem like we're obsessed with these things and we, we kind of are but people should know that a lot of hostels out there are not that great i mean you really have to spend some time to find really high quality hostels correct and and that's kind of where the stereotype might come with a hostel is because there's such a broad spectrum as to what a hostel actually is mm -hmm. when i went to the conference in london there was actually a discussion as to what is a hostel what is a hotel what is a hybrid accommodation hotel just because there was a lot of conversation as to how to eliminate the negative stigma that comes with the hostel do you remember any of the specific differences because i think a lot of people would be curious what the exact differences are between a hostel and a hotel um the main difference between a hotel and a hostel is the fact that you can have different people with different reservations share the same room because you're not paying for the room you're actually paying for the bed inside the room one of the things that a lot of travelers don't know which i said earlier in the podcast is you can actually combine all of your friends reservations together and get a private room and that's the best way to start your hostel experience if you're unsure about staying in a hostel Absolutely. You're kind of getting the price of a hostel, but all the benefits of a hotel if you do it that way. Exactly. Because a hostel isn't going to have the pool per se. It might have the pool. All of their amenities are going to be an addition for the traveler that's not necessarily needed for a backpacker. Through the hostel group, are you creating relationships with a lot of these hostel owners? Are you in contact with them all the time? What's really nice and what always continues to motivate us at the hostel group is when we see people all over the world that have great hostels holding up our certificate mm -hmm. because that just that just like excites us in the sense that we've helped them the best way we possibly can by connecting viewers to their website direct and that's really important to us and we want to support all of those hostel owners that are working hard and help put more money in their pocket, basically. So are you, a, a lot of people who listen are interested in working in the travel industry, and I think they'd be curious to hear, is, is this a more of a passion project for you, or is this something that is currently generating income? And if so, how, how is it generating the income? Yeah, definitely. So in the beginning when I started this project, I knew that we just had to start creating content, creating website. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we had to look at hostels around the world that were of high quality and invite them to this new platform that no one has ever heard about, of course, for free. Mm -hmm. And the more we can build and add hostels to the website, then we can begin to show a service or show a product. Gotcha. So as of right now, it's mostly collecting those high-rated hostels around the world and building the audience of travelers who will stay in them? Correct. Um, and one of the ways we actually started making revenue was in 2016. And after we had had a couple hundred hostels on our website, we began to experiment with an annual membership for the hostels. Mm -hmm. And the hostels could join our website as long as they had high quality rankings on other websites and it would cost as low as $50 for a whole year to be listed on our website. Gotcha. That way we can start to turn that money back into the website, promoting the hostels that we're supporting as well. And then one of the 
things that resulted in the annual membership was one, we got some revenue. And in 2017, the following year, we actually doubled the revenue. So we were on the right track. But then in 2018, I had a little bit of a moment of travel and got back to the roots as to why I'm why I started the project. And in 2018, we stopped our revenue for the hostel group because we wanted to make sure that we started growing the platform back to its original form where more and more hostels were going to be on the website. We didn't want a membership to stop us from supporting hostels and travelers. Right. You didn't want that that fee to uh, dissuade people from joining. Yeah. And we, we all know that there's amazing, immaculate hostels around the world. And I didn't want to hide those from any traveler because of a fee. So currently the hostel group is not taking in any revenue. Any hostel that has tried to renew their membership, we've gave them a full refund just to show them that we appreciate them and that we are going to grow the hostel group for the long term and generate different forms of revenue streams when the time is right. I love that. So where are you guys located in the world now as far as where are the uh, hostels that you sponsor? So currently we're in all the continents Mm -hmm. and many of the more popular destinations, I would say, for a traveler. You know, these destinations could be like the major metropolitan cities of the world. And from that, we are branching out into different areas of the world. And because in 2018 we stopped this membership fee, the floodgates are open and we're we're so excited for all the hostels that are being added each day to the website. Yeah, that's got to feel great. So Hayden, I know you gave us a little bit of your own background staying in hostels. Do you have any general advice for people who are about to stay in hostels, especially if they never have before? Yeah, when you stay at a hostel, the first thing I can kind of tell you is it's essentially like a college dorm for travelers. Mm -hmm. So everyone is going there with an idea of, I want to see the city and have a good time. And just know that whatever you're feeling, the person next to you is probably feeling something similar. So go join the pub crawls, go join the morning yoga class, go join the dinner that is at the hostel, because those are all so unique to the hostel. And activities like those aren't offered at your traditional hotel. And that's what makes a hostel really special. I absolutely agree. They tend to be free, like the activities. Some of them, you know, the park crawls are, you know, maybe 10 euro or something like that. But for the most part, these are free activities just meant to bring people together. Yeah, and you'll actually find that many of the workers at the hostels are travelers themselves. Mm -hmm. And you can create some of the best relationships with those hostel workers because they might not even be from that city, but they've traveled to that city and they want to share the experience that they've had with you genuinely. After traveling and coming back to California, I really understood how much of a bubble I was living in mm-hmm. because when I when I came back, I started listing off all of the somewhat tourist things that are in California that I've never seen. Like I had never been to Venice Beach, never been to Santa Monica Pier. And that was one of the first things I did when I came back to California was to understand where I actually grew up in. And it was kind of eye-opening. Isn't that great? Yeah, I I feel like when 
Europeans and other people from around the world come to the U.S., they've seen more than I have in the U.S. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. when we're out in those specific countries, we're seeing all of those main sites, but we forget to see our own. Yeah, and it really makes you understand what traveling is all about and the discovery and not being complacent with the status quo and just go out and enjoy and, you know, step away from the, the smartphone or work or obligations and just go take a moment for yourself and go explore. I couldn't agree more. So I, I ask this question every episode. Um, where in the world do you think everyone should visit? And uh, I always preface this by saying that this could be a city, it could be a neighborhood, or it could be as specific as, you know, a, a park bench somewhere. With this question, I feel it's very, it could be very personal to each traveler. Mm -hmm. And I'll just talk about my experience of traveling to St. Andrews in Scotland. Yep. So golf has always been like a big part of my growing up. I played through high school and worked at golf courses in the beginning of college. And going to St. Andrews was the birthplace of golf. And it was a place that I really wanted to go to. And once I was once I was walking the course of St. Andrews, it was just very special to me. And I even had like a moment where I took a little video diary for my future self telling me I need to make sure I get back here because of the impact it had on me. It was so personal to what I wanted out of my travel experience. And, you know, if you're a person living abroad and you're in Spain and you've been a Yankee fan all your life and you come to New York, go to a Yankee game. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're in Detroit, Michigan, and you love art, when you go to Paris, make sure you go to the Louvre. It's filled with all the history. And just make sure you you cater your traveling towards your own personal interests and not towards anyone else's. Well put. Well, Hayden, anything else you want to add about the uh, the hostel group specifically or, or traveling in general? Yeah. If you're ever staying at a hostel, one, do your research. Whether you're booking through the hostel group or not, I always recommend connecting directly with that hostel and putting more money into their pockets instead of someone else's. And just the slogan of the hostel group is grab your backpack and go. You know, just make sure you keep traveling. Love it. Well, Hayden, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was great having you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hostel Homies. <laughs>